Hey guys, welcome to another episode here on the podcast of Finesse Your Fitness and Finance. I'm your host, Nick, with trainer Jack. How are you doing this week, Jack? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, settling down after a long day of work. How are you doing, Nick? Oh, let me tell you, man. I, you know, we worked out last Sunday and my shoulders are still killing me. Holy cow. Oh, yeah, Jeez, we put in a good one. That was a long one. Yes, uh, it was. Yeah, I'm still. We did a lot of. Uh, oh wait, you are too. Well, I'm still. I, I've, I uh, I hit him again, so I'm still feeling it. I couldn't. Oh, okay. It. Yeah, I, you are. You are an addict, my man. You are uh, very much I, an addict. It does become an. It does become an addiction. Not gonna uh, lie. Well, well, I mean, I know we were we were talking about it briefly, but what's this week's topic, my friend? Yeah, so we're just talking about different training styles that are good for all experience levels and just which styles might be best for you or depending on what, uh, you know, what your uh, access to equipment is and just depending on your age and stuff like that. A lot of these are going to be very versatile for all ages, all different levels of fitness, and we're just going to go through each and every one. We did, uh, yeah. Well, I was curious, what kind of styles of training are we talking here? Because, yeah, I definitely. mean, you know, my life, it's uh, my life's always hectic. And I always prefer the, not the quicker, but more of the, I don't have a lot of time to go to the gym. And, you know, I can't spend three hours every day when I'm stuck at work or I'm out of town. No, so Absolutely not. Kind of- and I will never recommend that, you know, length of intensity. But you're definitely right. There's definitely styles that are uh, more... Um, realistic just to fit in people's schedules and a little more uh, flexible so we're going to go through those uh this week on our youtube videos we went over strength training and and um using particularly machines and just focusing on pure isolation so we have a six new videos on our youtube channel fitness along with finance so feel free to go check those out guys but besides strength training today we're going to get into hit workouts which is high intensity interval trainings HICT HICT workouts, which is high intensity circuit training, just high intensity training versus low intensity. And then we're going to touch briefly on some power building, low intensity cardio, yoga, and Pilates. Aren't yoga and Pilates the same thing? No. Um, They definitely have a lot in common, but we'll definitely get into those differences because I'm sure that's caused a lot of confusion and at one point in my life, I did think those were um, the same thing. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. But so we're gonna start with we did. Uh, we're gonna start with strength training, uh, not just uh, restricting us to machines, but just in general, strength training is just really focusing on building up that muscle. Burning fat is definitely a concept that's practiced throughout this whole thing, but it is. It just comes with uh, building these muscles and practicing these workouts. So whenever we're doing strength training, there's quite a few things we just want to be aware of. And that is uh, time under tension. So there's uh, two halves to any movement. And we're going to refer to them as the positive and negative. But uh, more proper terms would be the eccentric and concentric. But we're going to stick to the positive and negative for now. So Usually, this is almost with anything, the very first half of that movement, whenever you are 
at uh, relax with no pressure, that first inch, that first movement where you feel that resistance of that weight, whether it be pushing or pulling, that's going to be the positive. And then the negative is when we're slowly left, uh, slowly lowering that weight towards the ground, just resisting the effect of gravity. And the reason why I'm going into the depths of this is so whenever we work out and build these muscles, two different growth hormones are released in our body. These growth hormones are actin and myosin. So uh, studies have proven that to maximize the release of these growth hormones in the body, we want to go as slow in this negative, and this is just going to maximize that release. And a lot of people are just really focused on weight and just going fast and getting through the set. But in reality, if we just really take our time, slow it down, go extra slow in these negatives, we're really going to maximize the effects and really just build up more muscle mass. So what happens if, because I know you and I have kind of had this conversation before, well, we'll be at the gym, we'll be working out, and we see somebody really young, they come in, and they're just sitting there pump, trying to pump either this really heavy weight or a weight that's not, you know, for their muscle size or for their, you know, kind of age group, and they're just, they're doing it so improperly. Like, what, what happens Absolutely. if they were to take it a little bit slower? I mean, I mean, just the effects and the benefits that they would reap would just be drastic. But it's not just about the effects. It's just the fact that going a little bit faster and just putting on as much weight like that and not focusing on that resistance and the tension, it's going to have a lot higher risk of injuries. And not just injuries, but just more wear and tear on your body. Something that a lot of people just really neglect, and I really try and promote and try to always promote that just consciousness of it, is the impact on your joints. We're here to work out for a long time. You know, we're here to, you know, increase the longevity of our life and just wanting to be active for as long as we can. So our joints are usually the first first things to go out just over long periods of wear and tear. And it's sad to see just how many people, you know, need surgeries and knee replacements and elbow replacements. And I'm not saying there's a lot of them that definitely can't be uh, avoided, especially with the, uh, let's say, laborious, you know, lots of laborious career paths and just different activities they partake in life. But a lot of them could just by being aware of how to avoid the extra impacts on joints and just taking it easy on them, you know? Yeah, no, I totally understand. I, cause I, I'll be real honest with you. I, I really cringe when I see somebody just do a movement that just doesn't seem very natural, or it just seems like they're just going a lot faster than they need to. Oh yeah. And, and it's just like, you just, like you said it just earlier, like if you just take it slow, you go, you, you, for, you just significantly expand your joints lifetime and you save yourself hundreds maybe even thousands of dollars on surgeries and to top it all off you're you know you're you're building more muscle and so i feel like you're getting a more bang for your buck if you just sit there and you just kind of take it real slow you know absolutely and the third and final point i want to mention about the benefits of going slow is the mind and muscle connection we're not here working out yes getting big muscles and burning fats definitely you know, one of the, some of the most important effects, but the mind and muscle connection is something we should constantly be aware of and constantly trying to improve. And you're not going to get that just from going fast and just pushing heavy weight. It's all about controlling that weight on the way down and on the way up. 
being able to relax certain muscles to make sure we're isolating properly and just really making sure the weight and the pressure is dispersing and uh, to where it should be and just making sure we're not compensating you know with other parts of our body now you say mind to muscle like what do you what do you mean by that i i guess i'm I mean, I kind of understand that, but for people that don't, you know, they're not following yes, quite so along. Having a conscious ability to flex or relax a muscle. So, I mean, and a lot of muscles we're not able to naturally have that control over, but most people have control over their arms and over their legs. Like, usually if people put their hands up, their arms up, and, the you know, the popular, like, bicep posing thing, usually if they squeeze... Even if they don't have a lot of muscle, they can still feel the muscles tighten. And when they point their toes out, you know, they can usually feel a little bit of, uh, you know, tightness in that calf or in their quad. Like the limbs, we isolate every day without realizing it. So we naturally have more control over there. Just, you know, every time we pick up a cup of water, we're isolating the, the biceps. And But with the chest and the back and the abs and stabilizing muscles, you're definitely not going to have as much control over them there. And just going slow is just really going to improve that. But yeah, great question. That's what that mind-to-muscle connection is. As simple as just having that conscious control over a particular muscle. Because a lot of these muscles are um, either stabilizing muscles or they're just... They're they're the synergist muscles, which are just used to create forces to assist the prime movers, which would be like the main muscles, like, you know, the biceps and the particular curl or the chest and the chest press. So some of these muscles, you know, like the synergist muscles are activated automatically just to support the muscles we're focusing on. Like, huh. like the diaphragm, that's just the, an internal muscle that we breathe with. And we don't focus on breathing. That's something we do subconscious, but those are muscles being used, you know? So there's just muscles in there that we can control and some we can't, but a lot of them that we can't control now, we will be able to just with consistency and practice. I know I always find it real trippy. Like if somebody tells me to focus on my breathing, it's always like I have a hard time not thinking about not breathing, if that makes sense. And so it's yeah. just like, like, it feels like natural. Yeah, and, and so like even even thinking about like trying to flex my bicep or and we're doing arm curls with dumbbells, it's just you sit there and you're like this. It almost feels unnatural to have that type of synergy. I guess was the word you were using with so, with your body. Yeah, and it's just it's it, it's a little weird at first. I've I've noticed, and it's just you know one of those things where oh, over time I think you just get more comfortable with it. If that makes more sense. Definitely. Um, and again, a lot of, as you said, like the comfortable aspect of it, a lot of this isn't going to be comfortable because like it feels unnatural. It feels like it's like you have to force yourself to do it. But as you said, the com it'll become comfortable because it'll feel more natural and you'll be able to do it without barely thinking about it. Just like the breathing and just like, you know, just that control. The mind-muscle connection is something that can always be improved. We're in it for the long term. And oh. I think like... Yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say you're right, man. Now, I am curious, though, because we were talking about strength training and HIIT training and so on and so forth. What, I mean, I guess as far as with all this talk about mind and mus muscle, how does strength training relate to, you know, all of that? 
So yeah, everything we've been talking about, it's going to apply to more than just strength training. But when we are focusing on that strength training, that's just most important. And when we're doing, like, again, we're going to get into the hit and the hit. And it's going to be a factor, but it's not going to be as, as important of one just because we're more on the time. Like, it's high intensity. We're, we're going to be timed, and we're just focusing on picking a pace that we can do for that 60 seconds or however long it is. And our priorities are more of our endurance and our pace than that time over tension. But it's always a factor. We're always thinking about it. I'll always promote going slower than faster, always, no matter what type of training we're doing. Except for okay. high-intensity cardio, maybe. But, yeah, let's move into HIIT training. So, high-intensity interval training. What this – a lot of people will treat this training um, – a lot of times they'll use it as a full-body workout. Um, sometimes it's not as much focused on the isolation. A lot of these are going to be um, – I don't want to say always body workouts. I feel like they're definitely more categorized with those styles of workouts, but you can do them with machines as well, of course. But normally I'd say the machines go better with the strength training and the HIIT workouts. They're very efficient if you're on a time schedule or if you just really want to get the most of your workout. You are timed everything. Your breaks are timed. What you're doing is timed and you are in it. You're just building that muscular endurance. And it's just, Okay. Yeah. It almost sounds like, you know, from my earlier question that we were talking about, like what, you know, I don't have a lot of time. So it almost sounds like hit training is the way to go here. You're just quickly going through all of the motions and you're just, you know, you're trying to get that good workout in, but it's that high intensity stuff you were talking about earlier, Jack. Sometimes it is just, uh, sometimes it is needed just to have that timer, just to keep that, you know. Make sure you keep going because when we're doing that strength training, we're giving it our all with each set. So we need those breaks where with the HIIT workout, we're not giving it our all every single set. We're keeping in mind how much we got to do. And yes, we're trying really hard, but again, we're focused on our pace. We're keeping a pace that we can maintain for however long we're doing these. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, man. Yeah. So um, another thing that compares very well and goes hand in hand with the hit workouts is the hit workouts, the high intensity circuit training. So they're very similar. Um, circuit training is you're going to have the different stations, and usually not always, but you're usually targeting very different body parts. And you're for the hit training, it might not be as much. Sometimes you can, but I find more often like it's an upper body hit workout or a lower body hit workout. You're going back and forth between the particular muscle heads, not as like whole groups. Where for the circuit training, how I train, I'll like go back and forth from say a completely different muscle group, whether it be, you know, legs to upper body, if it's more specific from like biceps to triceps. It is they're complete opposites, so you're giving that muscle a break. And you're just going to, it really depends on who I'm working with and if we're doing a full body or a half a body workout, but they're just very time oriented. You're t again, like you're, go I usually do 30 seconds or 60 second intervals and it's just, they're some of the best high, high intensity workouts you can have. Hmm. Good to know. I know we've done a several hit workouts, but I don't know if we've ever done any what is it hit c or hit yeah H -I -T -T. so yeah because we include super sudden quite a bit and that's going to be that high intensity interval training 
you know, we go back and forth. Like we're, we might not use a timer, but we do have, like, we have a mental timer going in our head, you know, like you, we use our walk to the water fountain as that timer. Like we, we are timing ourselves there. Even might not be by seconds. And we, um, that would be closer. Like our style of training would be a high intensity interval training for the circuit training. We don't do much of, but I find them very efficient when training a larger groups of people and just, it really helps that motivation of keep going. Because if you're just training similar to muscle groups for a long period of time, you're just going to burn out way faster and you're not going to be able to give it your all. So this huh. just really helps heart rate stay high, but still, like, just keep going with little rest. So, like, what would be your recommended pace for this type of stuff? Are we talking, like, you want to have, like, 10-second rest in between, or is it more dependent on, like, your skill level? So it's really, so your rests aren't going to be, you're going to have no rest in between a lot of these circuits. So the rest is going to come at the end of that circuit. So you're going to go through each and every circuit back to back. And then at the end, you'll take that 30 second or 60 second rest. And that's why you're going between different muscle groups. So you don't need any rest. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so you get more bang for your buck i think is my kind of expression for this one episode in our podcast here pretty accurate and again i'd say depending on like if you're going to the gym like two three times a week they may uh your hit your hit workout stop training styles may definitely be a little more effective because you can do more muscle groups at a time where the strength training we're going to really focus on less muscle groups and just really destroying you know those few we're hitting but gotcha, and gotcha. high intensity strength training, which kind of goes similar with the power building. Um, that's just really like, again, we're giving our all each set. We're going as heavy as we can. And a lot of times it's not just going heavier and heavier. There's different ways. There's different, you know, different types of sets we can go. We can do pyramid sets, reverse pyramid sets. We can just do just... um. You know, just constantly going up with that one bounce drop set. Um, but the high intensity strength training is all about reaching failure each and every set, giving yourself the allotted two minutes of rest. So there's a lot more rest, but it's a lot more intense in your moments of sets. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Now, I know when we started working out, I you know, you had to explain it to me. What, what is a pyramid set? I mean, it's kind of intuitive once you kind of say it, but yeah. you know, Great for questions. people that don't understand that term. So a pyramid set is, it's the way you set up the weights that you're using. So we're going to start off typically like it can refer to, you know, dumbbells, cable machines, but so you're going to start with your starting weight and that typically with any muscle group, I always recommend you start with 15 reps, but you want as much weight as you can push while maintaining that 15 reps. And you're not, you know, it's going to take a couple workouts before you like just get it down so you know where you're going to start at. But you're going to start off with your beginning weight, and then you're going to go up in weight. And the idea is that if you go up a little bit in weight, you're not going to be able to hit 15 again. Maybe you hit 12, maybe you hit 13, maybe you do hit 15. If you do hit 15 again, you're going to jump up a little bit bigger. but you're going to jump up twice. So on your third set, you should be getting around anywhere from 8 to 10 reps. Now, depending on, um, you know, what your goal is, is you might shoot a little higher reps or a little lower. 
but the 15, 12, 10 is usually what I recommend. And then with solid like two minute breaks, a minute and a half to two minute breaks in between. And then on your third set, this is where we start moving back down that pyramid. But these are a drop set that go back to back. So there's no rest after your third. You reach failure. You do as many as you can with your heaviest weight. Then you immediately go back down to the weight you did previous. And you hit that as many as you can. Then you go down again. And you just keep pushing yourself to failure over and over with a little less weight each time. And it just really is the safest and most efficient way of reaching failure because you're constantly just decreasing, you know, the weight you're putting on your joints. And as long as you're practicing that time under tension, you shouldn't have too much impact. I mean, I can tell our viewers right now that you are real pain in my butt because I remember last Sunday morning when we got up and it was, it was before morning and you're like, you're not going to like me. And then I'm sitting there doing a pyramid set with you. I think that's what we did. And it was like, oh, yeah, just use this incredibly high weight. And it was the toughest I'd ever been. And, man, my shoulders are still killing me, like I said. I believe I said it earlier. We we pushed it hard that day. We definitely hit a couple PRs, and I'm proud of you. But, so, yeah, that's what the high-intensity strength training is. Power building is similar to that. Power building is more competitive. And I'm not going to get too deep into it. But it's very, um, I'd say power building is a very traditional sense of style. They have their four main movements. And again, this usually is comes with competitive uh, competition. There's uh, most body, most body builders, most power builders are more competitive, but they're just focused on just their four main lifts, which consist of your bench press, your squat, your deadlift, and your hang clean. And then we just want to get the, the reps and the weight, we just want to see how heavy we can do that with maintaining those reps. And it's all about just improving our PRs with those. And it's more than that, but that's the base outline of it. Um, it's definitely not something I recommend to a lot of people. It's definitely a lot more wear and tear on the joints. And it's hard to have a very healthy balance of longevity training with that. But I do love it. And as I get older, I do plan on getting more into that at some point. Yeah, no, man, that's, uh, I think those are all really good points and I'm learning quite a bit from you right now on all this different stuff. Love to hear it. And, you know, I'm always constantly learning too. And again, I haven't, I don't, I dabble in a lot of these training styles, but you know, I definitely need to learn more about all of them. And there's, there's these eight styles that i listed you know those are just eight there's plenty of more out there and we'll definitely like get in some more of those in the future and there's like i just don't want it to be limited to this list these are just some of the most popular ones well i think we had plans to come back and breach this topic again and kind of like oh hey go more in depth sort of thing you know what i'm talking about definitely, definitely just so definitely. you know our viewers know you know, this is a broad overview video, or it's not video, uh, audio experience, I guess is what you would call that. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's just like, we'll learn more and we'll talk about it more. And obviously we're trying to incorporate it into our own workouts. So we'll see how it goes. And, you know, eventually we'll come out with the second parter for this. Absolutely. I'm looking very forward to it. Well, definitely, we talked about a lot of uh, very intense training tiles and 
a lot of them definitely come with a little more impact on those joints, but we talked about of ways to minimize that. And next time we do talk about this, we'll definitely get into a lot more of the lower impact training styles and some that are a little more suitable for either people who are getting into fitness or who is more focused on just purely burning that fat, which is a whole conversation of its own because there's a lot of uh, misconceptions about the best way to go through burning fat. And well, yeah, yeah we're definitely a lot of the lesser intensities and just more focused on the longevity and the principles. Yeah, I'm really excited for the the fat loss one because I don't know nearly enough about it to be an expert. And I think we definitely need to research them so that way we cross in all of our I's and dot my T's. Absolutely. Yes, sir. But you were you were expressing, you know, you were talking about low impact what about the what you said it was low intention cardio or what was it again low intensity cardio intensity not intention man i can't i can't no talk worries. today so no just low intensity cardio you know no running this is just again finding a pace that you can do for a long period of time um it's great for the joints usually it's definitely minimizes that pressure you know running is definitely quite a bit but there's plenty of ways to get around it speed walking biking roller skating using ellipticals there's so many different low intensity cardio exercises that you can do but now you got me curious because we just talked about how we want to avoid people you know hurting their joints mm -hmm. so how do we, you know, if they do this low intensity cardio for, you know, let's say they do it for 30 to 45 minutes, is that going to be a problem for them if they... No, as long as they're, you know, minimizing that impact and all you're doing by that is just, you know, just not being as explosive. So as long as you're not running, we really shouldn't be putting too much pressure on there. Okay. So, I mean, nice. I guess... Continue. I guess I guess what I'm trying to see is is there some kind of tool that people can use in general to help with their joints like almost like do they need to wear a like do they need to consider wearing a certain type of shoe versus you know going barefoot you know what I'm trying to say or is this something that we should There's probably definitely come so back? many factors and I feel like it could lead down a few rabbit holes um just a few gener general tips to keep healthy joints is just Never lock out the joints when there's added resistance, whether it be working out or just day-to-day -day stuff from carrying the groceries, you know, picking up kids. Anytime we're adding weight, never lock out the joints. Every time you lock those joints, that's just wearing down that cartilage. So just being mindful of that, you know, and I'd say just having the muscles like just prepare for you, you got to, you know, prepare the body for when you're facing an impact. And if you're doing something a little high, like usually day to day, we don't come across that many, but I know there's definitely quite a few careers and, you know, just some things that can't be helped. Huh. Just being mindful of the joints and the amount of pressure we're putting on them goes a long way. It's good to know. Yes, sir. I think, I think that's a, I mean, dude, we're literally sitting on a gold mine of different types of things we're going to have to talk about here. But what's the... So much. What, What's the what's the next topic we got going on here for us? So, um, yeah, that next topic could be just more of these low intensity uh 
low intensity exercises, you know, we got the yoga and Pilates and there's, I mean, there's many more, you know, we got aerobic workouts, there's dance to fit workouts, and these are all just very different styles, more focused on, I don't want to say cardio, but engaging the abs, more definitely focused on the endurance side of things, muscular and cardiovascular endurance. They're a lot less huh. impact on the joints, and we're definitely going to cover all those in this uh, when we get into all the rest of those styles. Sure thing, sure thing. I think between you, me, and a hole in a wall, Jack, I think we need to do a two-parter here on the rest of your list. We'll probably come back to it next week. I'm thinking so. There's just... Again, I don't want to limit myself to this short list I kind of mentioned, so I think that we definitely need to spend a little more time going into the lower intensity exercises because there's just so many of them out there. A lot and of them don't require any equipment. And then most likely we, we probably want to finally describe what the difference between yoga, Pilates, you know, yoga versus Pilates. And then I, I definitely want to touch on uh, aerobics. We were talking about that earlier as well. It's just, I think we're, you know, we're running out of time and I think it's time to say goodbye to our viewers. Absolutely. It's been uh, great talking to you. And we, again, we got a lot more to cover and we'll do that next time. I'll see you. Yes, sir. Take it easy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, folks, that is going to be the end here of the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Finesse Your Fitness. Or, no, Finesse. Well, I can't say it right, but it'll be in Finesse our comment section. Finance, that's his podcast. And then we got Fitness Along with Finance on our YouTube. I'm going to remember it one of these days, man. <laughs> Have a great Anyways, day. Anyways, guys. guys. Yeah, what Jack said. <laughs>